0: Hello my wonderful, beautiful friends, guys, welcome back to our slash entitled people, where Karens think they rule the world, and that nobody else matters. My friends, as always, I hope you enjoy these super entitled stories, don't shake your heads too hard, and remember to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Okay, so me and two other guys share an apartment together, and we split all the bills. The only thing we don't split costs on is groceries. Everyone's in charge of buying their own food and we don't touch whatever doesn't belong to us in the fridge We put our names on everything so nobody gets mixed up now This issue has been going on for almost a year and I'm sick of it So one of my roommates Randy keeps stealing my food I get home from work and containers with my leftovers are sometimes missing even though they have my name written on it Or he'll just eat the stuff I buy my gallon of milk for example I buy almond milk because I like the taste, but it seems to magically disappear after a week, even though I've only poured myself one glass. Now I confronted Randy about this lots of times, and that's caused a lot of arguments. He outright denies it, and he tells me I'm crazy even though it's so obvious. My roommates also had a similar problem, but not as often as I do. I'm guessing Randy doesn't like what he buys. So the funny thing is, Randy buys a lot for himself, and he's even more stingy about his food. He'll come back from grocery shopping, literally call us into the same room, points out what's his, and tells us not to touch it. Last week, my milk was nearly empty again, and I got fed up. So I go to the store and bought regular dairy milk. I drink what was left of my almond milk and refilled the gallon with the one I bought. This was to catch and prove that Randy's the one stealing since he's lactose intolerant. So the next day on Saturday, we get back from work and Randy's pissed. He starts screaming and yelling at me that he was stuck in the bathroom for 40 minutes with diarrhea because of my milk. I only responded with, So then you're the one who's been stealing. And he freaking exploded. He then admitted that he was sometimes drinking my milk and eating my food, but that's not the point. He was more mad at the fact that I switched milks than the fact that he got caught. I told him I wouldn't have done that if he just stopped taking my stuff from the fridge, or at least told the truth instead of trying to make it seem like I was making it up. My roommate then backed me up and thought it was kind of funny that he got payback for stealing from us. It's a little tense right now, and my roommate told me that Randy's trying to convince him to agree to kick me out. Little does he know, we're both looking to move somewhere else together because we're sick of his entitled behavior. I told some buddies what happened, and a few think that I was an a-hole for that. I feel that I'm not in the wrong here. He was taking my food and not even owning up to it, and I just wanted to prove it. Does that make me one? Now, of course, I don't think OP's an a-hole for doing that, because that guy shouldn't have been eating something that's not his anyway. I'd be looking at kicking out that roommate ASAP. Like, don't even look at a new place. (laughs) Like, this entitled behavior makes me so mad, guys. How the heck can this guy bring home his own groceries, call everybody into the room to point out what's his and tell them not to touch it, and then go eat the food that belongs to his roommates? Personally, I think he deserved a lot more for being a food thief. Okay, so I'm a 34-year-old female, and I live in a small 3-bedroom house with my mom. I have some health problems, and my mom can't afford to live by herself, so it works out for the both of us. I have the large bedroom, as I do spend a lot of time in there due to my health, and my mom has one of the box rooms. The other room is another box room, and at the time, it just had a bed and wardrobe. My sister's been suffering with mental health problems for a long time. She can't work, and she's gonna become homeless. So one day, she demands to move in with me, completely rent free, and because she couldn't stand to live in that tiny box room, she said that our mom would have to move out and live with her boyfriend, who mom didn't want to live with. My family's always given into my sister's every demand, and my mom was willing to move in with her boyfriend. I told my sister that if she needed to move into my house for support, then she absolutely could, but I can't afford to cover all the bills and the mortgage for more than a month. So she would either have to pay half or mom would have to continue living there with us. So side note, I also hated living with my sister growing up. She was filthy, she never cleaned up after herself, and she played loud music until the early hours. So me agreeing for her to live with us was actually a huge thing for me. My sister then had an argument with me, saying that I only cared about money, and I was a terrible person for doing that to my own sister. She then tried to get my mom to convince me to let her move in rent free, for as long as she wanted, and I didn't give in. At that, my sister then cut me out of her life for the best part of a year. She blocked me on all social media and phone apps, Having this break from her made me realize all the stress she was adding to my life, and I have no relationship with her anymore. Just to add, my sister did not become homeless. She had many options available to her, but none of them met her standards. AKA, free. So it's funny how OP's sister cutting her out of her life as a punishment is probably the best thing that could have happened to OP in that situation. Like, just because she's your sister doesn't mean she deserves a place in your life and you don't owe her a damn thing. Especially living with you rent-free. For as long as she wants. So a bit of backstory. I work at a small brewery as a bartender in the Chicagoland area. And because we're small, customer satisfaction is key. AKA being a huge pushover. We give out samples when people ask as profit margins on beer are quite high. But we limit them to two or even three if the person's kind. Per purchased beer. So a few weeks ago, it's a busy Saturday. An older couple comes in and they saddle up to the bar and grab a seat. Both the bartender and I are helping out customers, but we both say hi to acknowledge that we've seen them, and we'll be with them ASAP. The person that I'm with asks for a sample of a specific beer, and immediately after trying it, gets a pint. Yay, efficiency. I go up to the couple, and clearly the woman's a Karen. I walk up to them and say, hey guys, welcome. How can I... Immediately the Karen interrupts me and says, what did you just give that lady? Uh, pardon? In that tiny glass, what did you give her? I told her, oh, um, that's just a sample of beer to make sure she liked it before buying. Karen says, that sounds good, I'll have that. Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry, would you like to try that same beer? Now Karen looked at me as though I was a complete idiot. She sighed loudly at her husband, and then she starts talking obnoxiously slow, as though I didn't understand English. She says, why is that so hard to understand? I want a sample. Now I am getting frustrated at this point, and I said... Right, what beer would you like to sample? She says, Oh, I'll just try everything you have on tap. Now, I honestly thought she was joking at this point. Now, my customers and I usually give each other a hard time, and it's all good fun. I chuckled and didn't move, and that was a big mistake, I guess, as Karen says, What do you think is so funny? I say to her, So, you want me to give you a free sample of 20 beers that I have on tap? Karen replies, Are you deaf? That's exactly what I said, like, geez, isn't this your job? I told her, well, my job is to sell the beer, not give it all out for free. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna go help another customer. So you go and take a look at the menu, and I'll be more than happy to grab a couple of samples for you in a few minutes. At this point, I start to walk away, and this woman snaps her fingers in my face. She then says to me, get back here, young man, you haven't helped us at all. You are a small business, and you need support from local customers. I said I want to sample what you have to offer, and you are obligated to do so, so chop chop. I then say, no, and she says, excuse me, I'm not obligated to do anything for you. I ask you what you want, you tell me, I bring it, and you pay me money. That's our business transaction. You don't get to boss me around. Karen responds, this is ridiculous. You can't expect to succeed while treating your customers like this. I demand to see your manager. Now I want to note that this has never happened to me before and I've been waiting for it to finally happen. I had been promoted to manager a year ago. I say to Karen, that's awesome, let me go get him. I then extend my hand and say, my name is OP. I currently manage the tap room. Is there a problem here? Now you could see the mild shock and supreme annoyance on Karen's face, and she says, If you're the manager, then how are you comfortable speaking to customers like this? I tell her, well, that's the thing, you're not a customer. Customers pay for things. As such, if you're not interested in making a purchase, I'm afraid I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. And this is where the woman loses it. She shouts, this is why people hate craft beer. You're all just a bunch of snobs and entitled a-holes. I tell her, thank you so much for coming in. I'm sorry you feel that way. Please do enjoy the rest of your weekend. The woman and her husband, who didn't say a word the entire time, poor soul, get up and angrily walk towards the door, where we have a fridge of six-packs to go. I start helping other customers finally, only to be snapped at again by her, who was holding a six-pack. After finishing with customers who had patiently been waiting, I come back over to her and say, hi, how can I help you? She says, I want this. I tell her, okay, sure, that's gonna be $11. She says, $11 for a six-pack? I won't pay that. I tell her, fine, then you can leave. I'll put it back. Karen tries to say, I'll give you $8. You need my money. Give me a discount. I'm trying to support you. And I just tell her to please leave. So that was a condensed version of events, and I'm just trying to make it as short as possible. I have a ton of other stories about people acting like this, but this was the freshest on my mind. So what kind of weird Karen logic is that? So, the woman kept saying that she wanted to support OP's business, but one, she wanted to sample 20 beers for free and then leave. And two, she then wanted to buy something, but she demanded a discount on it. Like, are you sure you want to support this business, Karen? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. Okay, so this story happened a long time ago. When my daughter was little, before she started preschool, she's now 36, she would often have difficulty breathing after visiting my mother-in-law's house, or any place that allowed smoking. Now this was back in 1980s, when you could still smoke in restaurants and such. So my wife and I do not smoke. After one such occasion, where my daughter was having problems breathing while at home, we take her to the clinic. After examining my daughter, the doctor asked if we smoked. After telling him no, he asked if anyone else in our house or extended family did. At that time, mother-in-law was a heavy smoker and she was the only person that would smoke inside of our house. We had friends that smoked that would come visit, but they would never smoke in our house. The doctor explained that my daughter was showing signs of a mild allergic reaction to secondhand smoke. It was mild enough that treatment wasn't necessary, but we needed to limit or avoid exposing her to people that smoked. Now, mother-in-law and I have never been on good terms, but it got much worse after I posted no smoking signs inside of our house. Now, she saw them, but she said that didn't apply to her because she was grandma. She usually avoided visiting when I was at home and... My wife wouldn't stand up to her. So finally, mother-in-law comes over to visit while I was home. She comes strolling into our house like she owned the place, and she was puffing away. After I asked her politely to put the cigarette out, she refused, saying that she had the right to visit her grandchildren however she wanted. I then asked her to politely leave, and she pretty much ignores me. Now I do need to add something here. I was raised to be polite and to respect others, and that was reinforced by my Marine Corps training. Now there are some exceptions to me being a nice guy, such as putting my children or wife in danger, as mother-in-law soon found out. Now since she wouldn't take me seriously and refused to leave, I physically picked her up and took her outside. I then sat her down on the driveway next to her car and told her to go home. I then went back inside and locked the door behind me. My wife didn't say a word, but she was smiling, because she knew I could get away with treating her mom like that. Of course, that wasn't the end of that fight. Our neighbors had been old drinking buddies with my wife's parents, so mother-in-law storms over to their house and calls the cops on me, to have me arrested for assault. Now it's a small town, and I know a lot of the cops, but the two that show up, I've never met. Since mother-in-law called them and she met them in my driveway, by the time they start knocking on my door, they were planning to arrest me. However, I'm not dumb enough to open the door. After they hear my side and the fact that mother-in-law didn't look roughed up, their attitude quickly changed. After showing my ID with the address given to them by mother-in-law, they step back from the door and talk a bit. A few minutes later, one cop comes back up to the steps to talk to me, while the other one went to talk to her. Now, his next question actually surprised me. He then asked if I wanted to press charges against my mother-in-law for breaking and entering, trespassing, and assault, since domestic violence wasn't a thing back then. Now, that was tempting, but no, my wife's an only child and I'm not gonna forbid grandma from seeing any of my four kids. As long as it's on my terms. Like, no smoking. Instead, I said I just wanted her off my property and that she'll have to call before coming over. After this incident, she no longer talked directly to me unless I answered the phone, so that was a small victory for me. Relations with my mother-in-law were pretty much gone. I rarely saw her even though she also lived in that small town, but that's a whole different story. Entitled Grandma trained her daughter well, because after 19 years, I finally had enough of my ex's entitled attitude, and I divorced her. Neither my ex nor my mother-in-law still talk to me, but there's no hurt feelings on my part. They don't talk to each other, even. And that's something I'd wish for back then when my kids were little. Guys, the nerve of some people, right? All because she refused to smoke outside before coming in. Like, it takes such an entitled attitude to go to a non-smoker's house and just puff away like that. But I guess grandma gets a pass, right? So OP does pop into the comments to give a little bit more detail on his ex-mother-in-law, and here it is. He says, from day one, she's had this habit of just showing up any time of the day or night unannounced and just walk into our home. Locked doors didn't stop her. More than once, my ex got called down to one of the bars on the main street to get her very drunk, very obnoxious mother out of the bar. Mother-in-law was impossible to get along with, and her smoking in my house has been an issue for years. Okay, so with that said, how many of you would have gone through with pressing charges on your mother-in-law? Or even a super entitled family member, if given the option. So this story takes place in the summer of 1975. At the time, my sons were 9 and 7. Also, they were in the Cub Scouts. Like most kids, they quickly made friends with the other kids. And as a dad, I made friends with the other dads that volunteered. Most of us got along well with the families, except for the mom, Karen, and her son. Now, this mother was extremely clueless about her own son and basically refused to parent him. She was more into the lifestyle of a mom, like being in mommy groups and spending her husband's money rather than being a good parent to her son. The dad was a good person, but he worked a lot, so he was absent. Her 9-year-old son was overly aggressive. He'd hit other kids, steal items, and was just extremely disrespectful towards other adults. When the other parents brought this up, she would make constant excuses for him saying, He's just a boy. He's just expressing himself. Your kid started it. Now what made it worse is that the Karen would pacify her son's behavior with sweets, toys, and other things he wanted. So because of this, the other parents and I didn't invite the mother and her son to events that took place outside of Scouts. The entitled mother would often call our home about sleepovers or having her son play with our kids, which we were adamant about not happening. If we didn't give in, she'd say, you're picking on my son by excluding him. How could you do that to a child? So in late June, the other parents and I were talking about a beach trip to Santa Cruz and bringing our families with us. We talked through everything amongst the 10 other moms and dads about planning this out. Now, the Karen must have overheard what we were saying because she just comes over with her son and said, Hey, can you take my son with you? I have something to do with my husband that weekend. At this, I was speechless and said, What? Where? To Santa Cruz. I tell her, Oh, no, I'm sorry. This is a friend's only trip. Now, because this was a big trip, we decided to go shopping and hit the road on Friday. We had to do a lot of shopping in bulk to reasonably feed 12 adults and 18 kids. My wife and I, along with four other parents, were watching the cars and keeping the kids occupied. For a brief moment, I turned my attention to my car to turn the AC up because my kids said they were hot. So I turn over and Karen's son is standing there with his bag. She had dropped him off and she left. We were all in shock asking ourselves, is this really happening to us? The boy's mother gave him a note that had his allergies on it and an emergency phone number. We call with no answer. Now we can't leave the kid here alone and we're not gonna bring him in with us, so we opted to call the police. We put the kid in the car to keep him out of the sun and we made the call. We report her for abandonment of her child. They sent an officer out in like 15 to 20 minutes. The other parents and I go back to our cars to look out for the police. When we get back, the boy's pulling at my four-year-old daughter's hair when she refused to share snacks with him. At this, all the other boys jump in to help and he ends up getting beat up. Now I had enough. I told him there's no way that we're gonna take him on vacation and he needs to go back to his mom. At which point he screams, I wanna go on the trip. I wanna go on the trip. Now. The kid kept parroting this over and over again and I yelled at him to shut up, which only made him cry more. Now I will admit that I was probably in the wrong here, but this is one of the few kids that I've truly hated in my life. The police arrived soon after and we explained what happened. Apparently, he was then dropped off at his father's job. The mother received a child neglect charge, and when she saw that our kids hit her son, she tried to charge us for assault. But that was dropped because it was self-defense. But all in all, my friends and our kids had a great week in Santa Cruz. Now if you wonder what happened to the entitled mom and son, the mom is still married to the dad. We don't talk to her since our kids aged at a scouts. The son is now a 55-year-old man-child who's a creep and tries to pick up college girls and he neglects his four kids. <laughs> What in the world? That guy sounds even worse now. Like, you have to feel sorry for the four kids. I did feel bad for the kid in the story, though. Like, he really wanted to have friends and belong, but with that Karen as a mom, he had no chance. And it sucks that he really didn't change as he got older. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our Slash Entitled People. Guys, I hope you enjoyed the stories today. If you did, give the video a like. If you missed yesterday's episode on the channel, a snobby idiot demands the most expensive item on the menu to show off, and he gets taught an expensive lesson. Check it out if you haven't, and myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat